it, how long have we been doing this show? You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 186. It is Royal Rumble Week 2019. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, so much to talk about this week. And so much we can't talk about. Where do you want to start? It is NXT TakeOver Phoenix weekend. It is Royal Rumble weekend uh, coming up. It's not the weekend as we record this. Uh, But uh, those events take place this coming weekend. Uh, Your birthday is coming up. My birthday is, in fact, coming up. On your birthday of all days. (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, I guess... What show are you more excited for? Because there's, I think there's some individual things that you especially are excited for <laughs> at the Royal Rumble show. Huh? Like what? But, <laughs> uh, well, you know, your, your Mount, one, one fourth of your Mount Rushmore <laughs> wrestling uh, Ronda Rousey. Uh, that's right. Just, so let's just do a quick reset. My pro wrestling Mount Rushmore is Sasha Banks, Trish Stratus, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and yours is... Just, just four different dusty roads. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> Tremendous. This is about my best line, in the, your best line in history. So. <laughs> um, I'm more excited for Royal Rumble. Uh, it feels like they're um, the the top. I I don't know. There there is some fresh stuff on the takeover, but it somehow feels a little bit like a recycled card to me. That's fair. Let's just get into it and not beat around the bush. And let's uh, break down TakeOver first. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. We're going to get this match again. Maybe we'll actually get a match this time. Yeah, I mean, they kind of did one on NXT TV, but I think it was the last show of the year, and I don't know how many people watched that. Because uh, it was mostly a year in review show, just with that match kind of tacked on. But yeah, this is going to be like their their big uh, grudge match, and I assume Matt Riddle's going to win again. So I, I'm sure it'll be good, though. Ricochet and Johnny Gargano are having a match. <laughs> I mean, I mean they're going to burn they're going to burn the building to the ground. I mean yes. that's. Uh, Good luck. Uh, match of the year in WWE? I mean, probably, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. Um, it's, this is, I will say this kind of feels like it could be like that Okada-Osprey match from last year where like my expectations were so high that when I watch it and it's just like really good, I'm going to be disappointed. If it's, if it's only like, you know, four and a half stars... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be disappointed in it, but no, I think I think it'll be incredible, and it should be like you know a main event at WrestleMania. But instead, it's on the undercard of an <laughs> NXT Takeover in January. It's crazy. The Undisputed Era is wrestling uh, the War Raiders for the NXT Tag Titles. Uh, I I have no sense on whether or not they'll change the titles here. It feels like they probably should, but. 
I mean, I think anytime a main a, a major act in NXT loses, people think, oh, they're going to the main roster, and I just don't see Vince McMahon getting the undisputed era. Yeah, I mean, you could. It seems like he lets the little guys run wild on SmackDown, so send him over there. Let Rogue Dog uh, take care of him. Oof, we'll 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 get the SmackDown. <laughs> Yeah. We'll get the SmackDown this we week. We sure will. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, I believe, is still undefeated. Yes. Uh, in NXT. She's going for the championship here. Um, it should be fun. Yeah. I mean, they they're once again seem to be flaring up some four horsewomen uh, talking points. So whether or not Shayna... I mean, Shayna's been in NXT a while now. So even if she's not done after this show... If you take the belt off her now, you do her rematch over WrestleMania weekend, and then she comes up on either Raw or SmackDown the night after Mania. I could I could see Bianca winning the belt here either way. Shayna Shayna's thirty eight years old too. Like like what are we waiting for here? Yeah, I mean Ron who knows how long Ronda's gonna be around and yes, Shayna's Shayna's in her late 30s, and I don't think the other two horsewomen are, like, you know, in their 20s. So maybe we could just, you know, kind of get rolling on this. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Ciampa, I I always say that wrong, and uh, Aleister Black for the NXT title. That's what feels recycled to me. Like, I'm tired of seeing these two guys wrestle for the championship. They're both great. I feel I like I've only seen it once, but you're right. <laughs> I feel like I've seen it 16 times. They've been feuding for a while. I mean, this this feud started on NXT television leading up to the show you went to uh, over SummerSlam weekend. Now, Black ended up not being in that match because he got injured. But, right, right. Um, th- yes, the feud and and everything has been going for a very long time. So you're not wrong there. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's not an exciting main event. It kind of feels like there was one NXT show where the main event was Drew and Almas, and I remember just like everything else on the show was really good, and then those guys I think main evented that show, and it was just like, well, they tried. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of feel it's gonna feel like if if indeed they put this this on last. Um. I think that's. I'm sure they'll have a good wrestling match, but I'm not sure it's going to be able to match uh, either the tag match or the uh, Gargano Ricochet match. So that's Takeover, and then we have the Royal Rumble, which I'm looking at the card here on Wikipedia, and I'm shocked to learn that there are nine matches booked for this show. <laughs> nine, you say? <laughs> yeah. Now there's a two-hour pre-show. I'm assuming. Uh, Two of these are listed as pre-show matches, but uh, the first of which is Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa versus Hideo Itami versus Callisto for the Cruiserweight title. Buddy Murphy's been champ for a while, but you can never go wrong uh, rooting for, or betting on the heel in a Triple H booked promotion, right? <laughs> yes, that's fair. And, I mean, it doesn't really seem like it matters. Callisto is a Raw wrestler now. So I don't think he would be winning the championship. Um, and then the other guys, I, I mean, I, I don't watch 205 Live, so I don't know what they're doing. But it doesn't feel like I've, I've heard anything or seen anything with where they're really 
lighting a fire under Tozawa or Tommy. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rusev defending his United States Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I don't know whether to read anything into anything if Nakamura loses. Uh, I think his contract is up soon. I don't know if he's going anywhere. I don't know. I don't know where he would go. I don't see him going <laughs> and, and working, you know, full-time New Japan schedule again. Uh, I bet WWE wants to keep him, so I I don't anticipate him going anywhere. But do you have kind of any read on that and any, any read on uh, the match on Sunday? Well, it seems like they're being real nice to anybody who they think might want to even think about leaving right now. Yeah. Um, you know, the revival, you're getting the big storyline. Uh, Andrade Almas is suddenly, you know, winning matches. Uh, you know, AJ Styles is... Uh, who, I, who I really don't think there's literally zero chance that he's going anywhere, but he'd be really smart if he made them think he was. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll, anybody, you know, Balor, anybody whose deal might be up in the next year or so, they seem to be really nice to them. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what Nakamura is. <laughs> I think everybody would agree it's kind of tough to get a read on what that guy uh <laughs> It'll it'll be tough to see what what that guy, you know what what the future holds for that guy because he's such a weird dude. But <laughs> you know, I I doesn't I think you're right. I don't think he's going back to working, you know, another G one anytime soon either. So yeah, I think I think he'll be around for a while no matter what. The Bar are wrestling the Miz and Shane McMahon for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. <laughs> I mean, I guess the bar aren't wrestling the New Day for the three thousandth time in the last six years, but it's true. But on the other hand, we're getting Shane McMahon, uh, obviously setting up his WrestleMania program, I suppose, with The Miz. Well, two things: one, uh, on SmackDown this week in the Go Home Angle, Sheamus absolutely kicked Shane McMahon's head off his shoulders, almost huh. literally. Huh. Um. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little like perversely excited to just watch Shane and Shane miss each other on Sunday. <laughs> um, but the uh, second is they're advertising for the smacked, and obviously it can change, but for the coming here in April, they are advertising Shane McMahon and the Miz versus the bar as the dark match for that show. So it, I feel like, Shane and the Miz as a tag team might be like a long-term direction, at least like, I assume eventually they have to have a match, but right now, like I'm not, I'm not so sure they aren't like winning the belts. Well, I think they can still win the belts and still break up for WrestleMania. No, that's fair. But, uh, yeah, that's that. Um, I, I hope I'm, I hope I missed that match somehow. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Cesaro, what the hell is Cesaro doing in that match? Like, mm. like the other three, it's like whatever. It's, it's Cesaro is so freaking good. He's in there. Well, you know, he's just he's so Swiss, and he talks funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never forget. <coughs> Excuse me. I'll never forget you saying on this show, like pointing out to me 
I, you know, I would point out at various points, Becky Lynch is really over, and you would always, yeah, but she talks funny, <laughs> and, and like I knew, like on some level, that you were right, but I didn't really understand exactly how right you were until like, there's an item in the Observer that like WWE wasn't going to push Becky Lynch because they thought she talked funny on promos. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like oh my gosh! <laughs> they, they actually weren't going to do something with... Be- they weren't going to do anything with Becky Lynch because she talks funny. Yeah. And so it'll be the same reason that it's a struggle for, you know, Tony Storm or oh. or somebody like that to, to, to be a star on the main roster one day. Because, you that- know... Yeah, we may as well have this discussion right now, too. So I watched the NXT. Uh, we didn't record last week. I don't think we've talked about this on the shows, but I watched the NXT TakeOver uh, Blackpool show. Uh, that main event can uh, can go jump in the lake. but <laughs> that, was, that was the worst Pete Dunn match I've ever seen. Sure, but uh, Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley had a really good match on the show. It wasn't like, you know, match of the year or like anything even really must see or anything but it's really good match yeah it was good it was a feel-good moment good finish and everything yeah and, and tony storm whatever building she walks into is usually the most over person <laughs> like, yeah it's ridiculous so she's got this genuine connection with people and i'm sitting there and i'm watching this match and i'm like all right she should be main eventing raw every week first of all second of all why is she not? And then I'm thinking, well, she, how about her looks? Like, well, she's blonde. Vince has a thing for blonde women. So sure. she's got that going for her. She's kind of, you know, all due respect. She's kind of, uh, she's built kind of funny. <laughs> mm. And and she doesn't have breast implants. Mm. So I, I'm wondering if, I mean, and I think that, you know, some of the, some of that is what helps make her a really great wrestler is that um, she just ha- she has really strong legs, and so she can mm. suplex people out of their shoes. Anyway, so I'm like, why is she not main eventing Raw every week? Is it because she doesn't have breast implants and she's built kind of, and she's built kind of funny? And you said that, and she talks funny. Yeah, <sighs> great <Look>. story. <laughs> It's it's much like we were talking about with Ricochet and and Johnny Gargano and the Undisputed Era and all these guys. We shouldn't have to think this way. <laughs> but as things as if we are seeing things as they are and not how we would like them to be, it is probably better that all of these people stay far far away from Vince McMahon shows uh, for as long as they can. At least from an artistic, from a creative standpoint. I would also like to point out something that we've been discussing on this show that <clears throat> we could follow file this under the uh, "one of us is always right" uh, category. Sure. Uh, I pointed out that uh, you are you are one hundred and thirty percent correct on Becky Lynch, and they weren't going to do anything with her. And uh, you just pointed out why Tony Storm is not on the main roster, and. Now, I would like to point out that several weeks ago on this program, I mentioned that they're really trying to sex up Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> and then last week on WWE television, there was a segment on Raw where, for no reason whatsoever, a production assistant walked in on Alexa Bliss with her shirt off, and then Mandy Rose was on SmackDown Live in her underwear. 
Yes, wrestling with Naomi on a bed. Yes. So, very clearly, they're trying to sex up Raw and SmackDown, and no one is talking about it, except, well, no one was talking about it before last week. And uh, now, hopefully, everyone will just listen to me when I make a ridiculous pronouncement. No, you were you were absolutely right. And I think the, Nao- the Naomi-Mandy Rose one is also tied in to a USA Network reality show that they're promoting about like people that are in relationships that go to an island with single <laughs> people or something. Yeah, it's on the DVR. Temptation <laughs> Island, I believe it is called. Yeah, it's on my um, DVR. Cool. But, <laughs> but I think that's because it just happens that a banner ad for that show pops up uh, literally in every segment with Mandy Rose and Naomi in it. So sure. I think that's also a little bit of a you know corporate corporate synergy. That's um, something. That's something that no one in the wrestling media ever talks about is that sometimes the networks will say, "Hey, can you do this for us?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that's a real thing that happens. Yes, as, as evidenced by the Temptation <laughs> Island angle. <laughs> or like, yeah, it's like when when somebody from Suits shows up backstage in a segment with the Miz. Do you think like? You think uh, Road Dog is like, man, I really hope we can get Dulé Hill on our show this week. It's like, no. It's like USA Network was like, can you do a segment? We're going we're gonna to fly in a, a guy from Suits to our show, to, to your show this week. Can you do a segment with him and promote the show? Right. So uh, where were we here? Um, okay. The Royal Rumble. Right. <laughs> Uh, Ronda Rousey is wrestling Sasha Banks, and I also uh, said about two months ago on this show, I don't think they're going to go to that match on just like television because I think they think there's if there's such thing as a money feud in wrestling, they think this is a money feud. And it was the go home angle on the go home raw before the Royal Rumble. So uh, I think my favorite wrestler is going to lose to Ronda Rousey, but. Uh, hey, she's in a uh, arguably the top program on Raw, so that's exciting for me. And the match, I think it's going to be good. Well, I mean, Ronda's not really ever had a bad wrestling match, and Sasha is can be very good as well. And I think, yeah, I think they're going to have a really good match, and I think the crowd will be into it. And it'll be interesting to see how the crowd reacts because. There have been some pro Ronda crowds that they've been in front of, and there have been some more pro Sasha Bailey crowds. So I'll be interested to see kind of what the reaction everybody gets. Royal Rumble is theoretically a more hardcore show, but I'll I'll be interested to see how, how that kind of shakes out. Asuka and the man Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I would assume that one of or both of these women's matches is going to have an angle involved. And and I guess it's just who do they want going into WrestleMania as champion, Ronda or Becky, right? Yeah, that, that would make sense to me. Um, and Becky left Asuka laying on SmackDown this week, so I would guess Asuka's retaining. That's maybe the more, I mean... It's not the more interesting, but it is an interesting thing. Is what what do you do with if assuming Becky and Charlotte, because we know Charlotte's involved too, uh, <laughs> are going to jump to Raw to wrestle Ronda? Let's just say that's the scenario. 
what do you do with that SmackDown title? Who's left? Oscar and Naomi. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could do like a multi a multi person match, or you can call up somebody from NXT, or I don't know, <laughs> strap the rocket to Nikki Cross as Oscar's <laughs> Oscar's next big challenger. Sure, well, you can do it. You can it's do whatever fake. you want. It's, it's fake. It's fake. You can, you, you can do whatever you want. They seem yes. to forget that sometimes, though. Yeah, I think we do too. But you're right. <laughs> yes, they could. They can do whatever they want. Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Excuse me. The real, the real <laughs> Daniel AJ Styles and the new Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Good Lord Almighty. Uh, I missed SmackDown this week. You watched the show. And uh, what did you think of what they did with uh, Bryan and Styles? Uh, leftist icon Daniel Bryan <laughs> uh, cut, a, cut a promo against uh, consumerism and corporatism and blamed Vince and the, and the baby boomer generation for, uh, for, ruining, for ruining the world. And uh, that was pretty great. Uh, it's going to be hard to get me to boo that guy ever again. But... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like as a feud, it's it's not. They've been feuding for a while, and the wrestling matches are always good. So I'm not I'm not unexcited for it, but I'm not. You know, we have seen it a couple times now, and I think it'll be a really good wrestling match, and that Daniel Bryan will probably win somehow. What about you? I I having missed the go home show, uh, I I don't really have a. Uh, I feel like I don't have as good a read on what they might do. The segment did end with Daniel Bryan uh, hiding behind Vince so that AJ couldn't <laughs> hit a forearm and then hitting his knee on AJ. So Bryan did stand tall after cutting his scathing promo. I don't always think there's a correlation between who gets laid out and who wins the match. Not uh, anymore, and not when it's the heel, because it's a Triple H promotion now. <laughs> right. Yeah, it feels like uh, you know, maybe AJ Styles is going to go to Raw at some point, and maybe he's not winning that title. And it feels like Brian still has some steam to gain, and it's probably not the right time to take it off of him yet. So, I guess I think Brian's keeping it. I think, uh, by the way, AJ Styles pinned Randy Orton in the number one contenders match. Mm-hmm. I think AJ Styles and Randy Orton's a WrestleMania match. That sounds good. And I think Daniel Bryan and possibly Rey Mysterio is, I still think that's a potential WrestleMania match just because by process of elimination, it's like Rey, Mustafa Ali, or Jeff Hardy. And I don't <laughs> think they're going to do Mustafa Ali and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. So <laughs> they could do Jeff Hardy. And the fans, it, that would probably be a really good match from a crowd reaction standpoint. But from a wrestling match standpoint, I would really like to see Daniel Bryan and Rey Mysterio. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy. Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy sounds really good. Ten years ago, <laughs> <laughs> when Daniel Bryan was an NXT rookie, and 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 Jeff Hardy was, I don't know, paint, doing paintings in TNA or something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it would have been great back then. Uh, Brock and Finn for the Universal Championship. I don't. I don't know. They they built up Finn. <laughs> This wacky David and Goliath thing that they insist on doing. I don't know why they repeatedly call attention to the fact that he's short, uh, but he's average height. 
but he's short by wrestling standards. Yes. Um, feels weird to like spend a month building this guy up than just to swat him right back down. But I think pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I guess at least they built him up this time. <laughs> so then Monday night, he'll get squashed by Kane or something, right? Probably. I don't know. Cool. He'll give Braun his win back or he'll lose to Drew. Corbin. Um, Corbin. Oh, yeah. Corbin. We got to put Gen- Corbin. Gender. Gender. We can't go more than like two weeks without <laughs> seeing Finn Balor wrestle Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah. I mean, I look, I think it'll be a really good match. Brock likes working with smaller guys, clearly. I think because it's easier for him and because they can actually go up for his moves and make him look good. Uh, I, I just, I always go back to. We were we were at a house show. I don't think we went together, but a house show before the Rumble last year, uh, the night before the Royal Rumble last year. Yeah. And Brock Lesnar wrestled Kane on that show in Baltimore. Yeah. And just watching Brock Lesnar work so hard at this house show in front of you know five thousand people in Baltimore, and Kane dead waiting him <laughs> on it, and they worked like four minutes. Right. And Kane's Kane can't go up for a freaking F five. He can't go up for a suplex. He can't do anything. And then, and then uh, Strowman comes out, and Strowman can't can barely get up for anything. And Strowman's you know twenty years younger than Kane, so it's <laughs> like after a year and a half of working with big lugs, Brock gets to work with uh, Brian in November, and then gets to work with Finn now. Brock's probably on top of the world. And he did sell his ass off for Finn on 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 the on the offense that Finn got to hit on him um, on Monday night. So I am excited because Brock versus smaller guy matches are awesome. All right, the women's Royal Rumble match. They've announced uh, twenty three participants. Uh, obviously, Charlotte's going to win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. I don't feel the need to go go down the list of all 23. But I guess my question is, if Becky loses in the SmackDown match earlier in the night, is she in the Rumble? Uh, or, do they, or do they risk a Daniel Bryan 2014 situation? Or a Daniel Bryan 2015 situation? Well, I mean, they could put the Women's Rumble on before the Women's title match. They could open the show with the Women's Rumble. They could. Oh, boy. They're not gonna let. They're not gonna let the crowd kill the show. I mean, so mm. how, how, whatever that means, <laughs> uh, whether that means putting Becky in the Rumble or uh, not beating her or whatever, they're not gonna let the crowd kill the show. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. I think it's going to come down to uh, Charlotte, and they announced that Alexa Bliss is going to be in the match. So, her first in-ring match in like six months, something like that. Yeah, I mean, just look at that. Looking at who's in the match, there's really oh. not a whole, not really not a whole lot of people that can win it. Well, last year it came down to Asuka and Fearless Nikki Bella. I'm pretty sure. So that's true. So there's seven mystery spots in the women's rumble. So. The Bellas, that's 25 out of 30. Probably so an, get... an NXT name or two. Sure. Kyrie Sane, perhaps, who wasn't doing anything else that weekend. Yes. Um, 
you know, Shayna if she if she. God, I hope, this... I hope Kyrie comes back out so that I can hear Michael Cole talk about her yacht persona again this year. <laughs> her, I want that to be a yearly tradition. Her yacht persona. <laughs> she's she's a pirate, you idiot. <laughs> no, it's her yacht persona. What, what, what does that mean? <laughs> Great question. All right. Uh, and then the men's Royal Rumble match. Uh, 20 participants. Feels like feels like Drew or Seth to me. What do you think? Or Roman Reigns. Mm, interesting. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. But if that happens, I, I am saying that. <laughs> I see. Now, I don't think it's going to be Roman Reigns because I don't think they're going to do even if Roman is healthy, I don't think they're going to do Roman and Brock again. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I also maybe wouldn't have thought that they would have done John Cena versus Randy Orton at uh, the 2008 WrestleMania. And <laughs> But he came back after like two months after sharing a peck. And they're like, let's have him be number 30 in the Royal Rumble. And I just... If there was ever a chance to recreate that moment, if, again... Big if, if Roman Reigns was healthy. But I'm just saying, I don't think it's impossible. They were also mentioning him a lot this week on Raw. So mm-hmm. not that that necessarily means anything, because Dean and Seth mentioned him like every week. But I'm just saying, I think, I don't, I would like to see what the Vegas odds on Roman Reigns winning the rest, winning, uh, winning the Royal Rumble are. Interesting. Maybe throw down 2 or $3 on that. I don't know. All right. Yeah. It's, if you asked me in November who's going to win the Royal Rumble, I would say Drew McIntyre. And then somewhere around November, it came out, oh, the WrestleMania match is Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And like, what? And <laughs> that doesn't, what? Um, I guess there's no rule that says that that match has to be for the title, although it sure would make sense for it to be. So, I mean, it's usually. Usually when you hear something that concrete that they don't usually screw with WrestleMania plans like <laughs> no, not anymore. Not with the top top stuff anyway. Yeah. So um and and Drew they didn't beat Drew forever and then they beat Drew like every other week now. It's really Dolph weird. Beat him, Finn beat him, Seth beats him. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, Dolph's not even on TV anymore. Yeah, Thank God. I mean, God, I he's he's not in the rumble. He's pro- there are ten empty slots. In the, yeah. or on, he's going to be in it. <laughs> he's he's going to ruin he's, my life. <laughs> Stupid record record scratch is going to hit. I'm just going <laughs> to ruin my birthday <laughs> on your birthday of all days. Of all days. All right. Uh, we kind of hit on a lot of raw. I miss SmackDown. Is there anything that uh, it's worth talking about from SmackDown? Um, Mandy Rose beat Naomi in the big grudge match. <laughs> Thank you for not telling me that before we went on the air. <laughs> yeah, no, I saved that one. Kept that one in the chamber. Oh, that's tremendous. <laughs> there was some cheating and, and Sonya Deville was involved, but yeah, no, she pinned her. <laughs> Oh, Jimmy Oso did not come out to ringside to help. <laughs> oh man. 
Good times. Good times. Can I, can I say just independent of like the obvious reasons why someone might like this angle? Uh huh. I like this angle. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I like that it's a story. Like, yeah, we've talked about this for like six months on on our show about how they don't do like any kind of storylines or angles for mid card or lower card people anymore. Exactly. And this is like a story that involves like not only a tag team but also some of the women who don't really get to do anything. It's like uh, the segment on Raw on Monday with Apollo Cruz and Bob Lashley. Like that wasn't an award winning segment, but Apollo Cruz got to talk on the mic. And he got to show a little bit of personality, and the fans reacted to him. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Like, like, you don't have to completely reinvent the wheel and do, you know, marriage breakup angles. But I <laughs> like that they're doing story. Like, they're telling a few stories. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, bring out the beer truck or the Zamboni or whatever every week. Right. <laughs> well, that's, and that's the thing I heard. I think it was Cornette and, you know, whatever you think of Cornette. He was, t- he was trying to explain... Vince Russo's way of thinking and he said he's like Vince Russo when he was like a younger man saw Roddy Piper hit Snuka with the coconut and said I want to do that 12 times a show every week (laughs) and not realizing that that type of angle can only happen you know once once every six months or whatever something that big something that epic but it's like yeah you can still do like storylines for your undercard people and maybe you'll figure it out. And yeah, some guys, when you give them a microphone, maybe they'll strike out as we saw Braun Strowman do, or we saw Ronda Rousey do this Monday. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not always going to be home runs, but like give, give some people a chance, give them a microphone. You don't have to let them talk for 20 minutes. Let them talk for two minutes and, you know, do a segment. They did a, for God's sake, they did a pose down, but it was entertaining <laughs> and fans liked Apollo Cruz at the end of it. It's like, yeah. hey, and same thing with this. It's like people reacted, you know, when Naomi jumped uh, Mandy Rose in the aisle on the, as their match was starting this week, fans were into it because, hey, it's a story. This business, maybe it's gone from passing us by to coming all the way back around. <laughs> it's, yeah, we're, we're coming full circle. You know, and as long as we've got great storytellers like the Road Dog <laughs> and Vincent K. McMahon. Oh, good Lord. In the driver's seats. <laughs> everything's going to be fine. Well, happy birthday, pal. Thanks, man. And uh, I'll see you for the Royal Rumble on Sunday. And uh, Uncle, Uncle Brando and Uncle Larry will be there. Hey, yo. And uh, yeah, big big wrestling get together. That's good times. And uh, anything else before we get out of here? No, I think we can kind of wrap it up. We're not. We we talked about this off the air. I just want to make a note. We're not going to talk about AEW unless there's actually something to talk about. Because right <laughs> now it's just kind of like some guys have an idea and like, hey, wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if we had a wrestling company? So when they when there's news. You know, we'll, t- we'll we'll treat that the same way we treat Ring of Honor in New Japan. When there's news, we'll talk about it. You want to talk about Fantastica Mania that you're uh, staying up all night to recap the last week? You know, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not worth discussing. <laughs> that's fair. See, that's what we're saying. When yeah. there's things to talk about, we'll talk about them. As we say, there's so much to talk about every week. 
So when there's things to talk about when it comes to AEW or Ring of Honor, who signed Rush in the last week, and they're kind of seeming like they're making life... They're not, they're not going... ROH not going quietly into the night, as it were, uh, as part of this deal. And they're, I think they're making it troublesome for New Japan to potentially uh, break up with them because they're... <laughs> Because Ring of Honor is getting in really good with CMLL, it appears. Mm. So they're they're digging in, they're digging mm. their their roots in. <laughs> Jack Black said roots like said, said the word roots like roots once on Conan O'Brien's show. Yeah. So now when I say the word roots, I say roots. All right. Till next right, time. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Till next time, I'm Ethan. <laughs> and we'll, we'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life. That ending really got away from me. I apologize. <laughs> Jack Black said roots once. <laughs> Just telling you why I say roots. Cool. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. So Mike Messina is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Halls of Famer stupid, but that's still pretty cool. Yeah. Halls of Famer really stupid. <laughs> I mean, they should I'm going this is the 56th time I've ranted about this, but I'm not sure how many how many have actually been put on the show before, but uh Halls of Fame at very least need to be renamed Halls of Merit because um if fame is the uh the arbiter for what who gets in. There were a million players more famous than Mike Messina. Sure. Kevin Millar should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, there's like 77 Yankees that are in the Hall of Fame. And <laughs> right. You know. Uh God bless Phil Rizzuto, but he's he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh Mike Messina is a Hall of Famer any way you cut it. And then especially considering he pitched in an era when the complete game went out of fashion during his career. I mean, it was was already on the way out, 
But I mean, you look at like 92, 93, he still has like seven or eight complete games <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like those years. And then not so much as the years went on, but I was watching, I think it was MLB network, like little package they put together on him this afternoon. I don't know when it was from, I saw it this afternoon, mm-hmm. but it was mentioning that he is like one of only three pitchers to ever receive Cy Young votes in like eight years yeah. of his career. It's like him, Maddox, and Randy Johnson, I think. Yeah, there's long... one or two other names in there, but it's like even though he because that was like one of the arguments against it I saw was that he never won a Cy Young, but it's like, yeah, but he was around the best in like, you know, right. Ten of his eighteen seasons, probably. Yeah. If not more. And that, he was just, doing that in the AL East during the steroid era. Just a ridiculous that longevity. Like and no major, you know, no Tommy John surgery, no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he had he ran into some elbow problems. I think like his third to last year with the Yankees, but mm-hmm. he he signed a six year, eighty seven and a half million dollar contract with the Yankees, and then he signed two more contracts with the Yankees after that. I mean, other than CC Sabathia, I can't think of somebody with that kind of longevity as a starting pitcher in this day and age. No, I mean, there's not. <laughs> there's zero names that come to mind. And he also like went out on a 20 game. I mean, obviously wins aren't really considered a, a big thing in modern stats, but he went out on a 20 game win season. And yeah. And like, he went out before he had a, like a steep decline the way that certain greats did. So I was like, yeah, good for good. Like by any metric, even by some of the more outdated stats or by, modern stats i was like yeah i mean this guy like this guy should be in he's yeah he's one of the greats i hope he i hope he gets a statue and cameras and they retire his number and all that that would be cool to see that would be really nice uh i'm not holding out hope but <laughs> that would be really nice i mean if he that's the deal is if he goes in as an oriole right that's how how it would go i i guess because I, I guess mean, that's the deal with all the statues is that they're all the hall they're all hall the Major League Baseball Hall of Famers. Right. And they've only retired the numbers of Major League Baseball Hall of Famers. But like, right. R- Roberto Alomar is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. You know, I mean, he only played three years here, but. <laughs> right. And he only tried for two and a quarter of those years. But... <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> um, gosh. <laughs> I could do an hour on Robbie Alomar as an Oriole. <laughs> One day. <laughs> <laughs> he was the best player in baseball in like 1996. Six, mm-hmm. his first year here. It's it's uh it's fun. I saw and Rivera is the first guy to ever get one hundred percent of the vote. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Which is like, I mean, I'm glad somebody <laughs> did it. I'm so glad somebody broke the seal so we can never <laughs> hear about it again. Yes, but it's like who, like who wasn't voting for like Greg Maddox. <laughs> <laughs> Who wasn't voting for Nolan Ryan or yeah. like Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth. <laughs> Hank Aaron. Like, <laughs> yeah. Somebody saw Willie Mays' <laughs> name on the ballot and was like, no, I need more evidence. Next year. Next year, maybe. <laughs> what? Are you, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. 
Messina was the best pitcher in the American League in 2001. I forget who won the Cy Young Award that year, but Messina was better that year. And you can make an argument that he should have won it in 95 as well. Uh, Randy Johnson won it that year, and I I think I'm remembering that correctly. And they were their numbers in terms of like war and ERA and that kind of stuff were comparable. Uh, mm-hmm. But obviously, Randy Johnson struck out a million more guys. Right. Um, but those are always my my arguments. Like he was the best pitcher in the game, at least in 2001, and I think in '95 also. But yeah, I mean, also it's probably because like he wasn't a super media friendly guy, right? Oh yeah, he was a dick, which was right. one of the reasons why he's my favorite player. Uh, <laughs> as a, as a socially standoffish want to be a right handed pitcher as a young man, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean. It's my idol. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, one more game. One was more also game. like great. Yeah. Like he wasn't like Scott Erickson, oh. who was okay, <laughs> also a dick to everyone. Yeah, that's true. Scott Erickson, who shows up in Chris Jericho's second book, <laughs> he almost gets in a fight with him or something. Yes. He was like dating Jericho's sister or something, or I don't. What? Or sister-in-law, I think, or something like. I think Jericho was dating his now wife, who he loves very much. Whoa! And, uh, <laughs> and I, it was like Jericho's sister. I, th- I mean, or, or his wife's, his future wife's sister or friend or somebody was dating Scott Erickson because, like, they were on a double date. I think as the story goes. Uh, okay. I see. When whatever the altercation happened, <laughs> happened. I see. I was trying to think where on earth would these people have orbited the same it's like oh i think jericho's wife is from minnesota and erickson pitched for the twins okay so that probably <laughs> makes sense i guess we cracked the code <laughs> break the loss down we've seen a one more games than jim palmer oh there you go like jim palmer was the first ballot hall of famer yeah that, like i'm I yeah I, I I didn't quite understand what the case was against him other than that I guess what's he, was, he, he, he never won a Cy Young he never won a Cy Young and what was his was his last year oh eight uh, I believe so yes so he missed that that last Yankees World Series yeah he never won a, he never won a championship okay and uh, his career postseason numbers he went like I don't know two and seven or something, but he had like his ERA was the same as his career ERA. Right. That season. Yeah. Like, like I remember him getting rocked in the one world series game against Arizona, but yeah. like, yeah, I didn't remember him being like awful postseason wise. No, his ERA was right around four, I think. Yeah. So he was, uh, he was average in the postseason. All right. Uh, I didn't watch SmackDown. Is there anything we're talking about there? Um, Daniel Bryan uh, cut a promo on baby boomers in front of Vince and how they bled <laughs> the world dry. <laughs> and yet these people still bow to you mm. because you it's like you have them under a spell. Mm. Um, it was really good. It was made me very happy. <laughs> oh, he's right about that. <laughs> yeah, no, he's absolutely right. He's like, they bled the world dry and you've ruined and you've passed the buck to them economically and environmentally. <laughs> And yet these people still bow to you because you've distracted them enough with social media and other shiny things. 
And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what happened. Yeah. Vince, of course you don't want to listen to this because you and the entire baby boomer generation are the great parasites of this world. You see, these people bowed down to you when you came out, but they don't realize that you and your entire generation, you take, you take, you take, and you give nothing back, putting profits over both the people and the planet every single time. And they bow to you for it. They bow to you for it. It's like you pulled this incredible magic trick, this illusion, while you've concealed from them all the economic and environmental debt that you've created, and they've become satisfied with trading Instagram likes and Facebook messages and social media stuff, all while you're in the back hoarding all the wealth, hoarding all the power, and they ignore it because they're distracted. You've created an environment for somebody like AJ Styles to become a hero. I try to keep on keeping on.